This podcast is proudly brought to you by Infinity Media, incubating innovative businesses in the media industry. Hi, I'm Gordon Muller. I'm the guru in the Doc and Guru podcast. Thanks for being with us. For those of you who don't know me, I've spent over 40 years in the media industry in South Africa and uh, pretty much made it my home, my life, my passion. I have other passions, unfortunately, for my sins. I'm an Arsenal supporter and a Shark supporter, so we're going to do pretty much everything on the show as it pertains to media, marketing and money, but we don't take jokes about Arsenal or the Sharks. I'm Doug Mateus, uh, the doc on the show. Uh, and again, for those of you who don't know me, I've uh, spent 30 years in, in uh, various companies in South Africa uh, running uh, different marketing functions. And the last job I had, I was privileged in, uh, enough to work with a team that took uh, the brand to the fastest growing brand in South Africa in 2018 with a 47% year-on-year growth. So that was a, a great achievement uh, for the team and, and, and I'm really proud of that. Uh, from a personal point of view, I do a little bit of cycling uh, and also snow skiing. So we quite enjoy that. But again, uh, today's discussion is around all things marketing and media. Yep, that's right, Doc. All things marketing and media. No subject too big, no topic too small, no subject too hot to handle. Please get in touch with us on our Facebook page, follow us, like us, whatever it takes. We would love you to be involved with the show and uh, we really want to make it as inclusive and as energetic as I know this industry is capable of. Morning Doc, good to see you again. Yes Gordon, how's it going? Yeah, I'm quite excited about uh, our guest this morning. I see that uh, he's got 50,000 followers on Instagram, Doc. That's that's yeah, almost as many as you. Yes, you yeah. know, I was going to say that to you, Gordon. <laughs> You've got to get in quick, what? Gordon, you've got to know your strengths, and um, you've just got to accept that uh, we're never going to have 50,000 followers on any platform, but... Uh, that's all good. But yeah, today is exciting. We've got, uh, you know, and a lot, I mean, through the last year or so, Gordon, we've spoken to a lot of young creative people who are doing great stuff as South Africans. Uh, and today is no exception. You know, we've got uh, two people joining us, Yanez Famira, and, and Yanez is more, I, I guess, for me, the last time I saw him was, uh, you know, as the face of top billing for many years. And so it's nice to have him on with his creative partner, Piri. And, um, and the guys have got a new a new concept that I think is interesting, Gordon, and I know it, it plays a lot into into your concern around advertising agencies and the future of ad agencies, and we'll talk a little bit about that, called Fulma, and it's an aggregator site, well, I call it an aggregator site, about content, um, people uploading content, and then brands taking content from it. But I mean, just before we get and welcome the guys, let me just read the, the preamble uh, and, and again, you know, I'll ask our, our listeners out there to be part of the conversation. It's a form and, and content crowdsourcing platform that offers brands a direct line to a network of skilled South African creative professionals and the community is ready to pitch on your brief and deliver faster and more affordable content. So, uh, uh, Janez and, uh, and, and Piri, thanks very much for the time and uh, welcome to the show. Yeah, honored to be here. Thanks for having us. Yeah, thanks so much. So just, I mean, just in a nutshell, and again, you know, I've gone through the site. You guys launched four months ago. What, just briefly, tell us what it is all about um, and how did you know there was a need and then what is the uptake of the site? Uh, okay, I'll go ahead. So, um, so Filmer is a, a Africa's first 
film content crowdsourcing platform. And what that means is that basically for the first time in, in South Africa and across Africa even, uh, a brand, an agency or a client can upload their film brief or their video content brief to the platform and have an entire community of filmmakers pitch on that brief uh, to then win that job. And so what really um, the big disruption here and the big change from the traditional model is that uh, before agencies and clients, they really could only brief two or three production companies, whoever was on their radar to try and um, basically execute their creative work in terms of film and video content. Uh, but with a platform like this, they can open up those briefs to an, our entire community. And right now our community is sitting at 700 plus people and that grows all the time, especially when we get new briefs. And when that brief does go live, there are filmmakers within our community who will then pitch on that brief to win that job. And, um, and if you kind of know the landscape of how the whole pitch process works, essentially a pitch when it comes to film and video content is a creative document that is sent in by the creator where they give you the vision of how they're going to approach your job, how they're going to be shooting it, you know, audio, visuals, mm -hmm. um, uh, wardrobe, etc. And, and as well as the production approach, you know, the, the timelines, the schedule, and all of that is done to whatever the client's budget is and whatever the client's timeline is. So when you upload a brief to the platform, you also enter in those two um, details, which is the budget and the deadline, and then the creators out there will choose to pitch on that brief if it is an attractive brief to them. Yeah, for us, it's, uh, you know, it's always been important, uh, and, and Perry and I have been, you know, collectively in the, in the industry for, for, for close to 40 years, but there's always been this, like, funnel to finding work, and, and uh, sometimes it's political, and sometimes it's about building the right network, and, and it's not really the most open and fair process when it comes to the filmmakers and the creative community. And this can be quite a, you know, a source of frustration when the same jobs are being briefed out to the same people over and over again, because it doesn't really open up the industry. And one thing Perry and I realized is, you know, South Africa and, and East and West Africa as well have this, have this abundance, this plethora of talent across the continent, such, you know, amazing filmmaking talent, so many great producers and production companies and directors and animators and editors that are coming through the system every single year. But for them to get in front of brands, in front of agencies, in front of clients, is it's a struggle, you know. Mm -hmm. So this really is kind of a, a democratization of that space. It gives everyone a fair opportunity to pitch. Uh, it opens up the briefs to, to an entire industry. But I think the most important thing, besides the affordability and the efficiency of the platform, which we'll, we'll talk about later, but um, in the South African context, it's so important for brands to be locally relevant. And when you when you when you're briefing out your jobs to those you know those normal suppliers that you always use because it's it's the safe way to go, you don't always know that they understand the insights and the local nuances and the tastes and the styles of the audience that you're trying to target. And with a system like this, when you're opening up your brief to an entire community, you can be pretty sure that when you get those treatments back, there's actually going to be a whole group of filmmakers from the audience that you're actually trying to target that are going to pitch on the brief. And you know, nine times out of ten, they're going to come with those special insights that are that are important to create that effective piece of content one of, one of the challenges agencies are facing right now is you know they're just x number of apples on the tree and uh you know the the low-hanging apples are you know kind of few and far between so if, if i think about one of the issues that has driven the evolution of, of agencies in the last decade if not the last two decades is vertical integration so, you know, we want to own the research, we want to own the media, we want to own the creative thought process, we want to own 
the production, etc. I mean, to what extent do you represent a, a threat, as it were, to traditional agency thinking versus a, an opportunity? How do you how do you play in that space? You know, and 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 make yourself an attractive uh, proposition without being competitive, in, you know, for the same low-hanging fruit. Mm. Yeah, it's a great question. It's one that it's one that we've been discussing a lot with with agencies, and what we've found is that the agencies are actually really excited about us because essentially they they're seeing us the way that we wanted them to see us, which is that we are a potential resource to them to create more content. And I think that we all know in this current climate that when it comes to, to video content, it really is king. Nothing is quite as engaging as video content out there. And, uh, and every brand, big or small, want to be creating more video content. And I think that in the past, it's been prohibitively expensive. So the smaller brands, the smaller clients, or even the smaller agencies who haven't got access to sort of big budget briefs, like the big TV ads, you know, of, of the 90s and the noughties and, and so on, they they often think that they can't be creating video content because the costs are too high but actually they can be creating video content the costs of video content have become have come down remarkably in the last few years um and because the content creation space has changed so much you know gear is more accessible there's more filmmakers um, out there in the market there's more production companies who are able to work on tight budgets and be able to pull off productions for those types of budgets so a lot of things have changed in that video content creation space and a lot of agencies don't actually realize that they can be creating more video content for their clients. And a lot of clients can be creating more video content. Um, and, and so we basically enter the fray as this resource where we're saying to agencies and to brands and clients that, um, you know, we understand that it's not all about the big TVCs. A lot of the work right now is about social videos or animation explainer videos um, or, you know, reimagining old uh, footage for for vertical formats. Um, so there's so many different types of video content briefs out there, and so we essentially become a connector between what those briefs are and the community out there that can that can really create those briefs and do a high quality job on them. So we keep offering ourselves as a resource or as a partner to agencies or to brands or to clients. And I mean, often I think back to to myself when I was a creative in agencies before I became a director. Quite often, I would have jobs where, you know, I really wanted to create this bit of video content for my clients. My client really liked it or would have wanted to do it, and there just wasn't enough budget. And if I'd had a resource like this back then, I could have posted that brief as a creative in an agency or encouraged my clients to post the brief and probably had 7, 10, 20 treatments come back on that job. Whereas before, I was told, sitting in an agency, no, you don't have enough money. There's no production companies that are going to look at that. Yeah. So, so we're kind of filling that band of... of video content work that is quite often under the 1 million rand mark. And I mean, we're doing jobs for, you know, 30,000 rand, 100,000 rand. And these are all jobs that before, you know, um, agencies were told, well, you can't pull that off for that money. Yeah, well, it's encouraging. I mean, it's certainly in preparing for this, I would have thought that some of the bigger agencies would not like this model. You know, they would prefer to keep it close to themselves, you know, in terms of their preferred suppliers. But it's great that you guys have formed an alliance with some partners and, and hopefully they'll continue. And certainly having 700 collaborators on your books in your community, I mean, that's unbelievable in, in the space of four months. Um, but you're right, you know, I think a lot of the times, and, and I guess it's not even a COVID discussion, I think it's been coming for a long time now, 
um, the continued rise of, of social content and social media and good quality productions at an affordable price. So it's great that you guys have got that. Not just practically now, so if I'm a young creative guy or a creative person out there, how do I be part of this conversation? Do I have to upload stuff on your site and does it cost me anything? Yeah, well, it's actually it's it's a hundred percent free. It, it doesn't cost you anything. You can you can jump on the platform, uh, and there's there's you know there's two options. Either you you enter as a brand or as a, as a content creator, uh, and then you choose. And it takes you about two minutes to build to build your own profile, and from there you just kind of it, it doesn't cost you a cent, and you just wait for for the briefs to come in. You know, Perry and I on on the back end of things are are constantly meeting with clients and agencies and and, and brands trying to trying to open up this industry and get as many briefs onto the platform as possible you know we're still in the early stages i mean it's still the the adoption phase but we've had such a we've had such a positive response not only from the from the agencies but but and, and, and the brands but also from this creative community you know and we see that simply by the excitement that happens once a brief goes live you know and especially mm. if it's if it's a nice brief with with a, with a decent budget and, a, and an exciting creative opportunity or if it's a or if it's a brand and an agency that that that, that, that you know that these creatives want to prove themselves to um then there's often an, a, an incredible response you know i mean i from our very first brief when our community was still relatively small we were getting we were getting about 28 30 treatments back on on mm. on some of the briefs that went out yeah. and i must tell you that our, our, our community is sitting at, at you know, seven, eight hundred, growing onto a thousand. But um, I have no doubt that within, you know, within a couple of months, it will double that and triple that because literally every day there's new content creators that are signing up, that are hearing about us, that are hearing that there's briefs on the platform. So it's, it's so it's ever growing. So what's exciting is that it's really kind of opening up the industry, and it's and obviously the the, the more people on the platform, the more clients on the platform, the more powerful something like this becomes. And we're under no illusion that a platform like this is going to take over from from the agencies in creating their their, their big you know two three million rand TVCs mm. uh, because that's not what it was built for you know it was built for that efficient fast always on digital content uh, and and that's kind of the space that that we want to play in. Yeah, I mean, I think if, if we look at uh, one of the, the global sort of trends from uh, from my discipline, the media side. Uh, there's a there's a massive emphasis uh, from the World Federation of Advertisers on video, as opposed to just the old TVC. It's a holistic kind of perspective. Um, have you? Are there any themes, you know, given the peculiarities of 2020, that have emerged in terms of the kinds of content uh, that are being being looked at? I mean, is is COVID a core driver of the of the uptake in terms of? Of, of content production generally or is it you know, normal kind of stuff brands or services well I, what, what's really exciting for us is i was reading through some stats on on, on linkedin the other day and, and i came across this article and they said that that you know people viewing video content uh, has gone up you know 20 to 30 percent during COVID, and on average in south africa we're looking at people spending close to one hour 45 minutes every single day um, consuming video content, you know, so so that shows that 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 we've launched. That's been very fortuitous to launch a platform like this during COVID. Um, and you know, when we started launching this 12 months ago, or when we started building it 12 months ago, we had no idea that that we were going to find ourselves in the midst of this sure. crazy pandemic. Yeah. But for us, it was always important to build a platform that's completely geared towards remote work. Yeah. So there's a workflow that's built into this platform that you as a client brand and agency can sign up and you can conduct your entire production from 
putting a brief in to selecting your creator to going into the job the entire schedule of the job to all the uploads the changes the edit changes the comments the comment threads all of that happens uh, within the workflow of the platform so so it's been very fortuitous for us to launch during that time what we have noticed uh, from a trend perspective is there's a lot of there's a lot of kind of edit briefs coming in and animation briefs specifically animation briefs because obviously during the middle of covid um, it was difficult to get film sets out there so a lot of the clients were were, were spending their money on, on on cool animation briefs and we've got we've got some incredible animators on the platform so that worked out really nice nice for us in the early stages um, but it's been you know it's been across the board it's, there's been a there's been a great uptake of you know with the platform we we couldn't be more excited um, and I think it would have been super difficult for us to launch a platform like this if it hadn't been during COVID because you know during COVID suddenly marketing budgets are being slashed um, uh, clients brands and agencies are all looking at, at, at new opportunities and new ways of doing things um, the creative opportunity the creative community is, is hungrier than ever because it's harder to find work so it, it's really it, it's kind of been the perfect storm for us and that's why when when COVID hit it was very important for Perry and I to to kind of get the bugs out of the system and make sure that the platform's running smoothly so that we could launch it amidst the the pandemic You're listening to The Dark and the Guru, proudly brought to you by Infinity Media. So in terms of, of the service and, and the general kind of proposition, I mean, obviously, you, as you say, I've got to build a portfolio, I load up front. Um, and, you know, if I'm listed uh, as a partner within within the group, it, it really is an endorsement, I suppose. So, you know, where do you... It, it, we, we live in a TikTok world. I mean, where do, where's the quality control? Who's ultimately responsible for uh, for for the content and the quality of the content? Or is that just a handover to to the the briefing party, to the client, whomever? Where where do you play some sort of a guideline role in terms of quality? Yeah. So um, I think this is this is probably the the first question that's always asked um, from potential clients and agencies and. So really, you, you, you know exactly the level of quality you're getting on each job because whoever has put forward a treatment on that specific job will also have a profile. So if, for example, you put out a brief and let's say that you get 10 treatments back and you shortlist the top three, and then you're going to really take those top three seriously. So you're going to then look at those user profiles and go, okay, well, this is a very established production company and here's their showreel and this is the kind of work they do, or, you know, this... This is an independent filmmaker and I really like the type of stuff that, that he or she have done. And so you can really get quite in depth of who that person is and if they can achieve what they're setting out to be able to achieve in that treatment. Um, and then further to that, once you've shortlisted your creators, to so say, for example, you shortlist three creators, you can then hop on a call and we facilitate those calls so that you can have conversations with those creators, whether they're a company or, or a producer or a director about the job make changes to the treatments, have conversations around what you'd like to see and what's really important to you and so on, and get a feel for that creator before you award the job to them. So by the time you do actually conduct that job, you already know who you're getting into bed with. And then it really becomes like a classic production in terms of uh, there's a constant stream of communication backwards and forwards. There's pre-production meetings, cast documents, you know, everything that leads up to the shoot day. And then, of course, all the posts approval process that would happen as per typical production. So it, the, the risk is mitigated by the person who has posted the brief. And if you're not comfortable going with a certain creator because they haven't done enough work 
or they don't look like they've done the kind of work that they are trying to do on your brand, uh, then you just won't end up using that person. You'll award the job to somebody that you feel comfortable with. And so in situations where it's quite a, a big budget job, for, for example, um, you know, typically brands or agencies aren't going to award that job to sort of somebody just been kind of come out after a couple of years ago. Sure. But if it is a smaller job and there are smaller filmmakers uh, or, or sort of younger, less experienced filmmakers pitching on that job, you may take a chance on that person because it's such a small budget job and because the level of person who's pitched on that is younger and less established. So in terms of quality control, um, before you award the job, you know the level of the person that you're awarding the job to. Yeah, well, that's great. I mean, I, yeah, I, guess, I think what's also important is that on, on the system, and, and we, we're working actively every day with all of these content creators, is we're starting to get a very good understanding of, of who is delivering excellent briefs uh, on a regular basis on, on who is executing, you know, really good jobs because we actually get feedback from all of the clients post the job with regards to the filmmakers. And we've actually got a bit of a, a ranking or grading system so they can work their way up if they consistently, even if they're a smaller production company or an independent producer, if they're consistently creating good work and getting great feedback, then they can work their way into gold and platinum status. Um, and that really becomes very important. You know, the, the, the hardest thing on the platform is not going through all the treatments. It's actually deciding when, when you get to the top three or four who to go for, because often they can be equally strong and they can all have, you know, they can, they, they can all have something attractive about them that, that you'd want to go for. And that's when Filmer steps in and, and we give you feedback with regards to some insights that we have, you know, who's worked well through the platform, uh, you know, what, what, what kind of work have they consistently delivered and 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 give you kind of real-time feedback on 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 who you should go for at the end of the day it's always the the, the client or the brand or the agency's decision mm. but uh, but it's sometimes nice to have some kind of background information as to kind of who's performed well through the platform in the past yeah i think it's a you know i guess in in the world of aggregation that we're living through now and, and will be for I think forever. Uh, it's 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 that rating scale, you know. It's the five stars, four stars, the Uber, the Booking dot com, the references, the back. You know, so I always look at, at a lot of that stuff when making purchases, not just on the creative space, but I, I like to try and try to create as holistic a picture as possible. And I think the one thing that impresses me uh, and is encouraging is the fact that you've got the volume of treatments. You know what I mean? I would look at you know back to to when I was running a fairly substantial brand and, and budget. You know, you'd have two, three, four treatments maybe. Um, and sometimes there's elements of one that you like and some that you don't like and you kind of choose the best that you got. Now sometimes, you know, too much choice is too much choice and you can get confused. But I mean, it's nice that you've at least got that option and that the brands and uh, and CMOs and and brand directors can, can get a chance to, to look through that. And I think Gordon just, you know, you and I have spoken at length about, about young creative people and you know through the last few months we've had Ernest Nkosi on the filmmaker and that's a typical example for him to showcase his work so I'll you know I'll certainly send this on to him Pat Mukhlangu he was on here two three weeks back uh, Pat on Brands and Lorata his new agency and then Napster you know who spoke very passionately about really getting into the guts of, of nuances of South Africa you know he's done some really good work and, and I think you guys make the point of and, and Gordon and I have spoken at length about not necessarily conceiving an idea in English and then translating it, but actually thinking about it in a South African dialect that you're going to market to. Um, and it's so important for that authenticity. So for young guys out there, I'd encourage you to get onto Former's uh, site and, and be part of it. 
Yeah, just to qualify that, yeah, um, you know, we're also talking Pan-African if I'm picking up the, you know, the the right kind of tone there because the difference between a a Nairobi and a Joburg and a Lagos in terms of the rhythm and the pace and and the delivery is huge. So if it accommodates Pan-Africanism, I think our days of you know imagining we have a divine right to be the portal to africa long gone sure. and we need to come to grips with that side so that re- certainly resonated with me um the guys a question to either you know yanez or perry um in terms of the pan-african campaigns have you had examples good examples of campaigns with multiple uh, creative hubs you know on the same broad brand or service no, so we actually haven't yet um, conducted any productions in East or West Africa, but um, we have had clients who are very interested in going that route, and it's something that we are wanting to offer. Um, I think, as Inez mentioned, you know, when the when the briefs goes out, you suddenly get signups, and when when we do finally get that brief for East or West Africa, uh, we would then do what we need to do behind the scenes to find the filmmakers out there and start recruiting them onto the site. Currently, we're just servicing South African clients, but many of those South African clients are wanting to create work across territories, and that really is what this platform is built to do. Um, we do have an, an interesting brief in the system that's about to come out, which is uh, for, for a, um, a, a client who would like to create their own stock library, essentially, and this is video and stills, and this is a stock library they would like to create across South Africa and other parts of Africa. And for us, this is the perfect kind of brief for filmer because it's not a brief for just one creator, it's actually a brief for multiple creators from different territories and different areas. And so we would essentially be awarding a specific job and some budget to filmmakers in Joburg, Durban, Cape Town, but also in you know Lagos, in Nairobi, uh, and in a few other territories. And having those creators create essentially a stock library of stills and video for this one client. So I think when you start to view the platform in those terms that actually any kind of video content, any kind of even photographic content can be a potential brief on the platform as long as you structure the brief correctly. And that's also where we come in is, is really helping to optimize the briefs and structure the briefs so when the briefs do go out there, they're very clear to the community. Um, and allowing multiple filmmakers from different territories all answer the same brief and create work for the same client. And we, just talking about clarity, sorry, uh, before we, f- we move off it, um, the website itself, Filmer, it's F-I-L-M-E-R? Dot T, dot TV. Dot TV, okay, Filmer, dot TV, okay. So let's, if you need to, to find out about the platform, uh, please just spell that very, very carefully, um, and we will hopefully be getting some feedback on that. Um, but sorry, I interrupted there. I think, Perry, you were going to say something. Yeah, no, I was, I was just going to say, you know, the, 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 from the onset, it was always, the idea was to launch in South Africa and, and get it operating here and then take it across the continent. So we've now successfully launched and now we're actively um, looking at, at, at kind of reaching out to clients across the continent. What we are lucky for is that many of the multinationals have their head offices in Johannesburg. And for them, the biggest challenge is producing content, uh, you know, across territory and then finding the right resources across territory. And like you mentioned, um, there are those local nuances and styles and tastes that, that we don't understand. And, and therefore, you know, in South Africa, we wouldn't be able to create that effective content. So we actually had two inquiries, one for Zambia and, and, and one for Kenya, 
where they had shot some existing footage and, and they, they needed some additional footage shots. Uh, those briefs haven't gone live yet. And, 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 and but we, you know, we're hoping that those type of briefs come in because we don't want to build a pan-African community if we don't have work for them. So the way that Perry and I have kind of structured it is when a brief comes in, for example, a Mozambique or a Botswana or a Zambia or a Kenya, we will then actively go after the filmmaking communities in there. We'll reach out to the production companies. We'll we'll post it on all the filmmaker threads, the agencies, and so forth, so that we get so that we get a community signed up and we do some marketing in those territories, so that when that brief goes out for that territory, there will be 10, 20, 30 uh, content creators from that territory pitching on the work. All of this has kind of professionalism and control. It's a bit alarming for me, you know, growing up in the 70s and 80s where you you shot the uh, the TBC for the Durban, Ilangeni and Mauritius because the light was better. So I'm, I'm, I'm rather appalled by this level of control and scrutiny. Doc, what have you yeah. got to say? No, Gordon, we, uh, we're lucky we've lived and straddled both sides <laughs> of that equation. I also, yeah, um, and I, I was chatting to somebody the other day, and it's an obvious point, you know, just in terms of costs and scrutiny going forward. And I mean, it's not just a COVID thing. It should have been a discipline anyway. I mean, COVID has just forced people, I guess, to, to look at things a little bit closely. But I mean, you look at the amount of times we would travel uh, on, on, on various site visits, and I mean, just shoots. As, as the brand, you know, you'd want to go on the full five-day shoot, your whole team, and you know, and, and I'd allow it almost as a, as a little bit of an incentive for my team, but you know that you're not going to, you don't have to be on the shoot, whereas now, you know, obviously, uh, I think things are going to change, and I think people are going to look at the costs a, a whole lot differently, but um, I mean, just getting back to the platform, um, yeah, it's just, uh, you know, it's, it's great, and I think one of the things that's nice to allow that collaboration of people. So again, you know, I urge, as we always do on the show, for people, it's not just us, again, having a, a great chat. But I mean, for people out there, if you're creative, if you're a brand, take action. You know, don't just listen to 30 minutes and, and then switch off and, and go back to your old habits. I think, you know, and I hate referring back to COVID all the time. I think I'm over it now. I'm tired of that, that reference. I'm saying you should have been thinking differently anyway. Just use 2020 as a year to take action. And I'd urge, and again, I don't want to get on a soapbox and preach, who am I to do that? But I, but I have been there. I've seen the movie. I've seen the wastage, and I've seen the good stuff that can come out of the industry. Be part of the new conversation and get hold of guys like former and just look at it. I think you're going to do yourself a disservice as a brand if you don't look at the options. If you operate 2021 like you did 2018 and 2019, you are really in the wrong movie. Excuse that, but Yeah, and before we close, I also say, you know, there's a massive opportunity for any content producer. I'm specifically looking for video footage of Prophet Bashiri in Malawi. Feel free to post that uh, on the Doc and Guru uh, Facebook page. We'd be more than happy to accommodate any footage you might have of the missing man. But uh, Doug, I'm going to give it to you to wrap up. But Yanez Perry, thanks very much. For, uh, just a word of time. Uh, Yanez, I never got around to asking my question why you spent a year studying archaeology in Belgium, which I thought was kind of interesting of all places. Um, but uh, you know, there's only politicians or old politicians, but that's not archaeology. Um, Doc, that's over to a, you. That's for another session. That's for another that's session. For another another session. Okay. <laughs> I, I did read up, then you actually worked out you wanted to be a bit more practical and, uh, and went out and, and did some. <laughs> Listen, you know, I've had an interesting life and lived in many countries no. and traveled all over the world, no, but I, it's a. It's a long, it's a long story. All right. And an interesting one. And I mean, yeah, you know, we just, uh, a lot of us lived our lives vicariously through you on, on the numerous shows and that. So, uh, yeah. yeah. 
Great. I was a, I was a lucky man. Well, I, I, well, got, I got other people to fund my travel. <laughs> I know, absolutely. I mean, as a, as a full disclosure, my wife uh, did say to me, uh, is this a Zoom call? Is he, is he coming into the studio? <laughs> <laughs> so I said, thankfully, it's a Zoom call. <laughs> Oh, okay. <laughs> Yanez, uh, Perry, thanks very much for your time. We really appreciate it, guys. Now, just in closing, um, how do people besides, you know, former.tv, besides that, if they want to get a hold of you guys on, on social platforms, how do they get a hold of you and, and be part of the dialogue? Yeah, I mean, you, people can contact me on, on, on Twitter my, and on, on Instagram. My handle is always uh, Yanez uh underscore for Marin, which is my name and then underscore my surname uh, but yeah the best is the best is to probably go jump onto the site uh you know our numbers and our email addresses are there and they can they can they can shoot you know drop us a mail i had i had a whole lot of calls coming through this morning about a brief already so um you know we just yeah. we're just happy to accommodate anyone who's excited about the platform and and like you said you know the hardest part is getting to getting people to change their minds and, and, and start a new process and, and and try something new but what's been beautiful for us is every client that we've signed on has either promised or always or has already come back for repeat business. And that just shows you how exciting a platform like this is once you start understanding the value of it. Fantastic, guys. Thanks for joining us uh, this morning. Uh, uh, Piri, how do guys get hold of you on, on your social platforms? Uh, I'm um, Perry underscore VP, so P-E-R-I underscore VP. Otherwise, we've got former... Yeah. .tv on Instagram, former.tv on Facebook. Um, and yeah, uh, you know, basically, if you go onto our former websites, there's uh, any emails you send to Ilya Nez or me will go to both of us. Yeah. And, um, and yeah, we, we just, I think for us, it's all about getting brands to engage right now because, uh, you know, as Yanez said, we need to be a constant source of brief to, to satisfy our large community and our growing community. And that's really the, the value we want to offer is having constant flow of good briefs and being able to, to service all these clients out there who may feel like this is a bit of a kind of uh, unorthodox way of going about creating their video content. But once they do it once, they realize the value and they, they keep coming back. Sure. Great concept. Uh, I love the innovation. I love the inclusion and the opportunity for, for outliers to engage. I think it's fantastic. Thanks for joining us, guys. Thanks, guys. Thank you so Thanks much. So much. Ciao. Thanks, and so that was another episode of The Doc and the Guru. Please don't uh, forget to get hold of us on Facebook. Like us, follow us, uh, subscribe to the podcast. And then from my side, you can get hold of me on LinkedIn, Dr. Doug Mataz. I'm uh, very active and very keen to hear about your views uh, and certainly will respond. And hopefully we can bring that into the show. Thanks, Doc. And it's uh, Gordon Miller, the guru, signing off. Thank you for being with us and listening into this podcast today. You can pick up the discussion with me on my Twitter handle, at Mzanzi Media. And I'd love to engage with you on any of the issues that we've taken on in the show. And take us at our word. This is really going to be an open forum. There are no subjects that are taboo. And we'd love to have some of the younger, more under-listened, if that's the correct phrase, uh, voices to join us uh, in this discussion. Thanks for your time. The Dark and the Guru, proudly brought to you by Infinity Media, incubating innovative businesses in the media industry.